Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, a more complete additive package for a more complete burn. Informing America's farmers and ranchers, this is AOA, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Here's your host, Mike Adams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to AOA, back on the road again. I tell you what, this it feels good, but it feels different and strange all at the same time. I'm in Decatur, Illinois at the Farm Progress Show site for our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta. Joining me today will be Matt Youngman, Farm Progress Events Manager, David Bricks, a host farmer here at the Farm Progress Show in Illinois, and Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. We'll be talking crop conditions as well. I tell you, it, uh, I think it's my first remote broadcast since last August when we were in Boone for uh, uh, the press day. And before that, you'd have to go back probably April maybe uh, for the last Commodity Classic. So there haven't been many road trips here for quite some time. So good to be back out and seeing people face-to-face and, and talking about different things. And today, we'll be talking a lot about preparations for the Farm Progress Show. Crops look good. They're in here at the show site and looking good. We'll talk about rainfall amounts, and, and uh, Craig Mackey will be able to talk about other crop issues that uh, he's dealing with and hearing from uh, uh, customers about as he works uh, his area. So we have plenty to go over on our show today, but we're going to start it off talking about weather, and we're joined by Dennis Toddy, director of the USDA Midwest Climate Hub. Dennis, thanks for joining us. With the moisture that has moved through, the rain that has moved through here in the last few days, uh, how has that drought monitor map changed? Well, it's we always get into that. And first, congratulations on being back out on the road. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I'm waiting to get that opportunity. <laughs> um, it is an interesting thing we're, we're looking at because so far the biggest rainfall amounts have kind of fallen over areas that are not in too bad a problem. And we're talking from the Central Plains over to the southern part of the Corn Belt, kind of south of I-80, I-70, where conditions haven't been too bad. We're starting to get some of that rainfall move up into the the drier, the, the, dr- the, the driest areas and the drought areas that are kind of from southeast South Dakota, you know, Minnesota, Iowa, over into Michigan. Uh, so, but the drought monitor map actually worsened this week because some of this mm-hmm. rainfall hadn't started to happen before the drought monitor map came in. Uh, you know, so we've seen some increase in coverage. We've actually seen some D2 moderate or severe drought added from Illinois over to Michigan. And we've seen some worsening up in the Northern Plains with the addition of D4 o- over central North Dakota right now. So I would expect, you know, this precipitation we're expecting will we'll start to eat into this, but that's going to have to come on next week's map. And some areas have actually had a lot of rain in a short period of time, and we didn't think we'd be talking about some flooded areas, but there are some areas that are dealing with that. Right. Uh, some flooding. Uh, we're actually seeing some, some places where the, you know, even if they're not flooding, soils are getting wet. Um, I heard a comment yesterday from from part of Illinois where they had some freeze damage to, I think, early planted soybeans. It's too wet right now, so even though they need to replant, they can't get out and replant. Uh, So, yeah, we didn't expect to see, you know, you always get a little bit of flooding with with convective systems, uh, but we didn't expect to see too much of it given how dry we were up until now. And we're finally seeing a warm-up. These temperatures have started climbing up where we're used to seeing them. Maybe it almost feels like summer. It's like we jumped right into summer really quickly. Really did. You know, it's, it's uh, not only temperatures, but dew points. 
uh, you know, the air over us had been so dry for so long this spring uh, that, that you know, it, we, it really had, had allowed us to cool down at night. But now we've seen dew points back up in the 60s, and suddenly we go, God, this is humid. Midsummer, this would not be a major issue, but it, it's, we've basically seen a change in the pattern now so that uh, we're getting more southerly flow. Last time we talked, we talked about a lot of, uh, a lot of west to east kind of flow with the jet moving west to east over. So it was keeping that moisture and that heat south of us. Now we're shifting so that we're getting more meteorological term meridional flow moving more from south to north. So it's bringing up warmer air, bringing up moisture from the south. And this looks like it's going to stick with us now for, you know, the better part of the next couple of weeks where we have some better chances for warmer than average conditions. And we have some better chances for, uh, for precipitation coming along too. So for those wetter areas, that's a problem for the, you know, from some of the drought areas, they'd like to see some of that rainfall coming. So that pattern will take us into June. La Nina is over with, they tell us now, right? So what, what's your summer uh, forecast looking like right now? Well, yeah, you're right. La Nina has, has gone away for now. It, it might, it has a decent chance of coming back later in, in the fall, but shouldn't it be affecting our summer? Um, you know, El Nino and La Nina, the biggest things, they give us some hints on what the summer looks like. So without that, we have to kind of stick with trend and what the computer models say. So kind of what it looks like right now and, and the most recent outlook is, is, is a bit of we're not sure. Uh, Eastern Corn Belt looks like it has a better chance of being, uh, being warmer and wetter uh, through the summer. Uh, the plains still have a chance of being warmer and drier, though that chance has decreased a little bit. Um, right through the middle, we've, we've got a lot of unknowns, and that's a problem we have with our summers. There are so many things that drive what happens in the way of summer with the way of convective systems. It's, it's a hard call right now. So we're, I don't think we're still out of the woods yet. I think there's going to be some drought around areas, and that drought in the northern plains is probably going to stick with us, uh, even though we may have a chance of eating into it a little bit with, the, with the, some of this rainfall coming now. Uh, so there's still going to be some drought around, but certainly the way it looks like the next couple of weeks, there should be some rainfall along that will help uh, alleviate some of the drought conditions for now. Okay, not asking too much or anything, but I'm sitting here with the Farm Progress Events Manager. He would like to know the forecast for Decatur, Illinois, the last day of August, first two days of September, and then mid-September in Grand Island, Nebraska. Could you give him those forecasts? You know, that's as bad as, as you know, people asking me for forecasts for their wedding day. Gee! <laughs> <laughs> um, let me say this, probably hot. <laughs> well, there you go. That's going out on a limb. <laughs> okay. Well, Dennis, thanks a lot. And, uh, you know, if we're wearing jackets during the Farm Progress Show, I'll, I'll call you up and say you missed that one. But I got a feeling you're probably okay. pretty close to right on that one, okay? <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, Dennis. Take care. Take care. Dennis Toddy, Director of the USDA Midwest Climate Hub. All right, Matt Youngman. I tried. I'm hey, that's as good as it gets. I mean, I, I, for Farm Progress Show, since we moved the dates to the end of August, you'll take 
it's either going to be hot or it's going to be nice. And either way, we're going to be back out in person at an outdoor event. And, and that's, that's what we're excited about. So we'll, we'll give a little grace to the weatherman if he can't put that forecast exactly pinpoint accurate. For right sure. Now. And uh, David Bricks, we're going to talk about the crops here in Decatur, Illinois, at the Farm Progress Show site. But you're smiling today, right? Yeah, we're, we're, we're much happier right now than we was two years ago. That's for sure. Yeah, for those of you who don't remember, two years ago we were sitting here and I was listening to these guys talk about, well, how are we going to get the, anything planted for the show? And what's plan B, C, D, and E? And they were getting into some emergency measures, that's for sure. Because you didn't know, Matt, at one point, what you would have to harvest, if anything at all, come that show two years ago. Yeah, and we were, we were even with the, as late as it was planted, we were, it was really touchy to whether we should pick that or not, but we did. But this year looks a lot different. We're going to talk about that and plans for this year's in-person event. Farm Progress Show, August 31st, September 1st and 2nd. We'll also talk crop conditions throughout Illinois, especially Central Illinois with Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. Is our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta. Stay with us. This is AOA. Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel. Diesel that doesn't mess around. Every Tuesday, we'll be sitting around the table, sponsored by CHS. Join us and learn how CHS creates the vital connections that empower agriculture, helping farmers and ranchers like you succeed. We'll hear from different voices from throughout the cooperative system, sharing stories about how good things happen when people work together. Join us around the table every Tuesday or visit cooperativeownership.com to learn more. Recently on Adams on Agriculture, Kurt Blade, Senior Vice President, Ag Services for the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. We get the latest numbers on ag equipment sales. Not only do we have another strong month, but now we can look at a very strong quarter to start off the year. Some areas we've seen strength in throughout. Maybe some other areas we're starting to see a growing uh, strength. Uh, kind of break it down for us. So the main story that we want to talk about really is this under 40 horsepower tractor market. And it can just continues to be so strong. With higher commodity prices, we're seeing a stronger demand for new equipment. What about the supply to meet that demand? You can't turn on a newscast today that doesn't talk about supply chain issues. And it's not limited to agriculture, but certainly we're part of that same environment where you know there's a, a well-documented microprocessor shortage. And so you know a lot of ag equipment falls into that category. For the information important to rural America, join us on Adams on Agriculture. To be the king of the road, you have to fill with the king of diesels. We're talking about Cenex Premium Diesel. It comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn. Cenex Roadmaster XL even cleans up and prevents injector fouling to keep your trucks out of the shop and on the road. And typical number two diesel? That's always an option. The wrong option. Cenex Premium Diesel. Diesel that doesn't mess around. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know whether she should go forward or, or turn or just stay at the stop sign. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. 
She was very concerned. It was very unsettling for her. It's important for you to talk to someone about it, to bring the family in on it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, I don't want you to worry or be afraid. I'll be there for you, and we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. With Cenex Premium Diesel, you can count on a diesel that will keep your operation in top shape. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know on AOA. Now, back to Mike Adams. Welcome back. We're on the road. We're in Decatur, Illinois at the Farm Progress Show site. Our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta. August 31st, September 1st and 2nd, the dates for this year's in-person Farm Progress Show. Matt Youngman is Farm Progress Show's uh, Farm Progress's events manager. Matt, we were just talking during the break. Uh, what a difference a year makes. I mean, last year at this time, uh, you were hopeful, but, uh, you know, a lot of it just it, the news just seemed to get worse and worse. And uh, you tried as hard as you could to have an in-person event. Couldn't happen. You had the virtual event, which worked out as well as could be as expected. But I know you're excited to be able to have people back on the show side here in Decatur this year. Yeah, you know, when we were sitting there talking, it was it was a year ago right now every news story was bad and every piece of news that we got every press release that came out just made it worse and worse and worse and we were trying to put together a plan to have a safe show in 2020 and and by june 29th which is when we sent the announcement out we just weren't going to be able to have a safe show and it ended up being the right decision it's it was really disappointing obviously and it, but it feels so good now as as bad as the news was every day a year ago it's good every day now you know I, I can't even keep up with marriott's now moving forward without masks and you know full stadiums at baseball games and full nascar races and and you know Lollapalooza happening in chicago and just one after the next um it it just the news continues to get better and so it feels really good to be here and do the normal things it takes to put together a show i was gonna say it makes planning easier for you each one of these restrictions that are lifted or eased that makes it easier for you yeah we're very purposely not coming out with what our plan is going to be at the end of august because we have time to just let it get better and better and better because anything basically anything we would write down right now is is old news in a day or a week or something and so we're just kind of watching it happen and if we have to have a few things here and there you know it's not bad to have extra hand sanitizers it's not bad to have have a little bit of social distancing area if somebody wants it so these these are hopefully really easy things to put together barring some crazy you know it's not unreasonable to to keep your eye on the horizon that something bad could happen too but we're keeping an eye on all that and um you know just look forward to you know right now when we get done with this meeting i'm on the way to a traffic meeting yesterday was a bunch of exhibitors here meeting with our vendors and staking having people walking around the show site making their plans for their exhibits it just it feels normal to get out here and get to work on it well it was important then to if you're going to have these people here to have them something to see including those field demonstrations and so uh, David Brooks is with us, one of the host farmers, and you got everything in in great shape this year, didn't you? Yeah, we pretty much everything was planted there that mid-April time period. You know, we 
we've we've avoided through the spring season we've avoided all the the large rains we just had a bunch of smaller rains here locally so so our our early part of planting was was pretty well uneventful so yeah we was able to get everything other than the cold temperatures you know that was a i guess that's we said a while ago the, the best thing about this corn we plant for the show is we went cold here we don't like to plant that cold conditions that's what it's used to so it comes from northern minnesota northern wisconsin so you know it was right at home thinking mm-hmm. that oh i'm i'm where i should be so but it looks great you know it uh it, and now we're warming up it's just gonna it's just gonna take off so so everything in done up looking good uh yeah uh crops look good parking lots look good uh we've got some projects around the show site here to help do a little bit more on some drainage and some and some road wise and stuff like that but but everything and everything just looks terrific really as far as showgrounds go a lot of rain has moved through central illinois in the last few days but you didn't get too much no. right i mean yeah uh, we had two about 2.7 is what we got total i mean you know and the good thing was that's over two or three days so so you know we we've a, we have we don't have a, a, a lot of large ponds at all it's just you know we're we're reaching that level now where you start to see some water standing you know it's it's at that if we would get another couple inch rain then yeah we're going to be talking a different story here in the future but because we're getting to that level where we're 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 good so I drove in from a little over an hour west of here, and I saw a lot of several fields with water standing in them. Let's bring in Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. Craig, thanks for being with us. Um, what are you seeing as you check in with uh, customers in your area, and what conditions in their fields? Uh, good morning, Mike. Hey, I really appreciate you having us on the show, and, and uh, we're happy to be a part of the farm show this year. Looking forward to getting out there and, and actually being in person. Uh, what we're kind of seeing is, is, is a lot like what they've just mentioned there. You know, a lot of small ponds. Uh, it varies in portion to portion of the state. You can almost draw a line this year right down the middle of Illinois, follow Route 39, 51, straight down through the center of the state. And you can see a little bit of a difference from the east side versus the west side. Mm-hmm. You know, the west, the western half got quite a bit more rain. Uh, they're probably dealing with a few more of these ponding issues. The eastern side, a little smaller and, and sporadic ponding issues. Uh, most of the farmers I've talked to, it's, it's more concerns about, is my crop going to survive and come up? You know, we just haven't had the growing degree days with the cooler temperatures to to really get this crop off to a great quick start like everybody would like to see. So it's been a little slow coming, and that's that's been a little frustrating for a lot of folks. Uh, I planted some stuff uh, first week of May, and it hasn't had enough heat units to get up out of the ground yet. So I'm happy to see today we finally got some soil temps above 70. Uh, we've hit that that mark, and we haven't we haven't really seen that since uh, back in April. It's been so yeah, we cool were t- that a lot of yellow. Yeah, we were talking here. And- yeah, we were talking here about the strange conditions. I mean, the weather was good enough to allow some early planting, but then it just didn't warm up. So, uh, wow, a lot of that seed uh, it was just laying in the ground for quite a while, wasn't it? It was, and there's always the concern with seed chill, and you hear talk about that with planting in cold ground. Uh, am I going to lose population? But if you look at the soil temps, your average soil temperatures were remaining above 50, and, and that, that usually helps the first 48 hours, that seed absorbing all that moisture. Uh, you know, as it absorbs, those cells are starting to grow, and when it's cold, you know, that, that, that seedling just can't heal itself. 
from that cold water coming in and causing cell disruption. But if the soil temps remain warm, even though it's cold on top, uh, it seems like the, the, the seedlings have survived better this year. Even the frost and freeze, you saw a little bit of tip burn. Uh, really haven't heard of or seen any specific fields that got uh, totally froze off this year. Much replanting that you've seen? Did farmers have to go back and, and, and go at it again very often? No. A lot of the concerns that I've looked at, uh, the plants were just at the soil surface, and they were more of an impatience because we expect to see these crops jump up quicker, you know, uh, Mike, than what uh, this year has allowed us. Mm-hmm. So we've seen with the heat, everything's exploded and jumped up. The stands really look good. Uh, I was in a soybean field in eastern Illinois this last week that, you know, that was a concern. Uh, we looked at the population he planted that and did stand counts and saw what was coming. It was right there at the surface. The cotyledons were poking through, and honestly, he really hadn't lost uh, any, you know, uh, more than what you would expect normally to, to, to see on a normal planting. So it's coming. Uh, the only replant is going to be these little ponds and and. From what I've seen, it it's just going to be uh, a lower number right now. You know, these small spiking in, these uh, empty spots. So uh, thankfully, that's uh, been a good thing for everyone because you just hate to see where farmers have to go in and tear up a field and replant mm-hmm. an entire field. That's Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. He's joining us here on our Farm Progress Show preview, and we'll talk more with Craig in just a moment. David, um it's been a challenging year from trying to get spraying done. It's been a very windy spring, hasn't it? Yeah, I don't I don't really honestly know if we've ever had a year with wind like we have this year. I mean, it's, you know, several days in a row or even we're talking, you know, 35 to, to 50 mile an hour gusts, not just 20s, you know, and, and, and it, it makes life and, you know, it's hard to believe how much harder it is on you and everything else just dealing with the wind every day and, and then that puts an extra bite in the air when when you don't you know uh, warm up the temperature. So, but uh, uh, yeah, it uh, this is definitely you know we always say every year is different, but but my gosh, this this year has just been totally, totally, totally strange on the weather side. But as of right now, on May twentieth, you feel good about crops being ready for harvest during Farm Progress Show end of August first of September. Absolutely, we're we are we have done what we could when you know and. And, and bring your combines in, and we're, we're going to be ready to go, that's for sure. Puts a smile on Matt Youngman's face, that's for sure. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, you're going to have any announcements for us, any big news, new uh, new things to announce yeah, for this some, year's show? Something exciting and new for this year's show. I was counting on it. All right, that's Matt Youngman, Farm Progress Events Manager, Host Farmer David Bricks, and Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist, joining us here on this Farm Progress Show preview again the farm progress show coming up august 31st september 1st and 2nd right here in decatur illinois we'll have uh, more information about this year's show coming up for you so stay right here on aoa Cenex Premium Diesel comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn to optimize performance in all engines. 
Every day, DTN and Progressive Farmer editors are posting unique original content to their website at DTNPF.com, bringing you the latest news and information you need for your day-to-day business decisions. Their award-winning newsroom covers markets, news, and weather, while also providing insights on crop, cattle, equipment, technology, and more. They are committed to delivering the essential intelligence farmers need every day to help your farm business be more efficient and profitable. Visit DTNPF.com today. Adams on Agriculture. Conversations with policymakers, the movers and shakers in the ag industry, the pros and cons of issues important to you. Cutting through the spin to get to the heart of a topic and giving you the information you need to know. Every weekday, Mike Adams brings you guests important to the ag industry. It's quite simply information farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. You're listening to Adams on Agriculture for the American Ag Network. I'm Kirsten Rall. Pressure across the crop markets extended the commodity sell-off yesterday. Once again, prices had to drop sharply to attract buyers, which they did, enabling prices to bounce up off their lows by the end of the day. Chinese demand for U.S. new crop corn continues. Yesterday, a 1.36 million ton sale was announced, bringing their total new crop purchases of corn to 9.5 million tons. On the Board of Trade July corn trading three and a half cent higher at 662 September up five and a fraction at 572 and a fraction of a cent for soybeans the July contract down six and a half cent at 1531 and three quarters the August contract down five and three quarters at 1479 and three quarters for wheats Chicago wheat July down three cents at 676 and a fraction Kansas City wheat July down six and three quarters at 627 Minneapolis spring wheat July up a fraction at 697 and three quarters the September contract up a half a cent at 703 and a half cent cash cattle Wednesday did not provide any real bullish support with steady to a dollar higher prices in the south and steady to a dollar lower in the north the move by Argentina to ban exports is expected to bring some international business to the US as they supply 22 percent of China's beef imports on the board of trade June live cattle trading 87 cents lower at 11602 Two, the August contract down a dollar five at one nineteen oh seven. For feeder cattle, the August contract a dollar seventy seven lower at one fifty one ten. The September contract a dollar fifty five lower at one fifty two fifty five. Lean hogs, the June contract up twenty seven at one eleven twenty two. The July contract up seventy cents at one twelve ten. You're listening to Adams on Agriculture for the American Ag Network. I'm Kirsten Rall. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 
Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, a more complete additive package for a more complete burn. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know on AOA. Now, back to Mike Adams. And we are in Decatur, Illinois. With our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta, our guest, Matt Youngman, Farm Progress Events Manager, host farmer David Bricks, and Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. All right, Matt, uh, we always ask you what's going to be new, what's going to be different at this year's show? Well, you know, there's, a, there's, a couple, there's a lot of things that are going to be new because nobody's seen anything for two years. You know, we haven't been together in, in two years, so there's going to be something on every exhibit. And before I go off into a commercial for another company, I just wanted to say a quick thanks to Syngenta for having us together here. We're not together doing these previews without them, so big thanks to them. We just yesterday we put we we kind of did we did a handshake to put together this program. Um, FBI Buildings has a new way of building pole barns, which sounds crazy, but they build the roof on the ground with the walls laying out bes- beside the, beside the roof and. You can do all the wiring, you can put the gutters on, you do all that stuff at ground level, and then they jack the building up and the walls swing into place underneath it. And so it's a safer way to build a building. It's cheaper for them to build a building. And so we're gonna have a demonstration of that going on all three days of the show. We're gonna jack this building up and down and demonstrate that Q-lift system. So there's gonna be a lot more things coming down the line of new and cool things. But until you see that in person, it's really hard to to, to fathom how they go about it, it's a whole new way to build a building that is better on a number of fronts so really excited to partner with fbi on that project and you know everybody there, there's been a lot of things new in the last two years and nobody has seen them in person so farm progress show is going to be the first shot for everybody to see all of this in person really excited for the farmers to get to come here and we were just talking during the break um we don't know what the markets will be at that time but what's hope that they're still strong and if so we know that that helps attitudes and uh, and moods as people come to the show that's exactly right and and you know typically farmer farmers want to come to the show when they've got a good crop but when they've got a good crop which you know a lot of the midwest is on the way to a good crop it appears and prices are good you know the attitudes are going to be good couple that with the fact that they haven't been out of the house in two years and there's all kinds of new products that they're lining up to buy because they're, you know, with these markets, they're going to have tax problems if they don't write some of these checks. So uh, all of that puts together a pretty good recipe for a really great Farm Progress show this year. So we're, you know, more than excited about all the potential for this year's show. Anything else that we'll see different at the show side? I mean, it's been a couple of years since we've been here. Anything changed here? They're, they're doing a great job of, of keeping this place up. I mean, it just looks better all the time. David's, I, comment, I complimented David on the way in here. These parking lots, I've just never seen them look better. They are ready for the first cutting of alfalfa to come off of them. And they everything here looks great. It's been really well maintained. There are a couple new buildings going up and a couple of different things, but I think it's the the new products that come in the back of trucks that we're going to we're going to start seeing piling in here in in July and August that's going to be the the big thing to talk about there's a couple you know this Q-lift system from FBI and there's a couple other things in the hopper that I can't announce and can't talk about yet but uh, you know fortunately we're going to be together once mm-hmm. a month here going forward so we'll get to kind of feed these out as as I become aware of them very good david let's talk about uh, your planting on the year that there's a 
show coming up. How's that different for you than the than your off year when the show's in Boone, Iowa? You know, it it it, it doesn't change a lot. You know, our, our a farmer's mantra is still to do the best at the time when it's supposed to be done. So, you know, this year, thankfully, you know, we, we're all going to early beans, early beans. And that it did allow us, actually, we did plant most of our bean crop before we even planted the show corn because that was, that was just, we was able to do that where normally, you know, our, 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 our motive is to get the show corn in the ground because it's what we got to do. Well, we was blessed with some, you know, right after the calendar turned to April, we was blessed with, with uh, great weather so we went ahead and hit some hit the early beans so you know we still you know we, we still it's 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 kind of still normal it's just the fact that you know yes we got to base it on the weather forecast yeah if, if early april there if we seen a big wet spell coming up we would have we would have aborted beans and went to corn and, and got the stuff in the ground so but uh but on a normal year you know it's still other, other than uh, changing maturities and trying to make stuff work for the show you know it's still we still make a lot of the agronomy decisions based on mm -hmm. what we've done over every year. So, Greg, let's talk about uh, how planting went this year. I, I, I remember a time when guys planted corn and they didn't get to beans until they were done with corn. Now this early planting is, uh, on beans is really kind of the thing now. Uh, how much of that did you see and, and how, how do you feel that's turning out? Well, that's that's a great point, Mike. And as David mentioned, uh, it it has become more common this year. I think the industry's been preaching it for several years, and uh, the data has proven that you know get those beans out early. Uh, it does two things. One, it, it allows you to work your bugs out of every your equipment and planting system uh, early on, and and it uh, you know by the time the weather is actually when you by the time you're done planting beans. Typically by then, well, the weather's a whole lot more ideal for getting that corn crop out. The other thing, getting those beans out early this year, which I've seen, a, it's just widespread across the entire state, uh, this has happened, is now you've bought an extra month of sunshine on those beans. And that's really what beans are. They're just a big, giant solar panel and sunshine harvester. So the, the more days of sunshine you can get on a bean plant, it's just naturally going to perform better and then yield better. So... Uh, that message has finally gotten out there. Uh, a lot of operators and growers jumped on that this year. And, you know, the beans really have shown this year, even with the colder weather, that uh, they, there was not a negative impact to them. You know, they can handle that very well, a whole lot better than corn does. And it's, it's shown in the numbers, you know, that the, the bean uh, planting has been almost ahead of corn this year. And, and the crop is going to look good. I mean, that should help with the overall yield and the overall, overall performance of these bean plants. David, I heard a lot of farmers say, not everybody, but a lot of them say their ground worked like a garden this year. Was that <laughs> your case here? Absolutely. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. We were out here working. You know, other than the February, the, the February freeze, you know, our winter was actually – or ever you know warm so you know december and january both and we're you know kind of you're always going into it you're like oh you know are we going to get that freeze well we i i'm guessing that's what did it that two to three weeks of february where we went so brutally cold you know when without a lot of snowpack you know but then again you would have thought that would have affected our wheat you know when on, on a show year we plant uh on the east side where all the equipment moves in we plant wheat and you know so then we was concerned about that but you know it it did great and it looks fantastic probably the best weed i've ever had so so i don't know it was you know ground conditions was terrific and uh it, it was uh I, I don't think we worked a bad field i mean and and it, 
and it did work out. You know, we got the beans early when, when it was a little chilly for the corn. And then that, you know, couple weeks there in the middle where it did warm up a little bit, that is when we planted like to show corn and stuff. And it did come good. Well, then we went cold again. I think the biggest thing we got to get rid of around here is we got to get rid of that time frame from like the 6th of May to the 10th of May for two years in a row. And it's becoming a habit now that, you know, that four or five day stretch in there after the 1st of May is what's been causing us all the headaches for the last several years. You know, last year we went way below freezing at that same exact time period. Luckily this year we didn't quite go as bad, but I don't know what it is about that, that, that first week of May there, but uh, you know, we got to get rid of that. We'll talk more about crop conditions in a little bit, but uh, Matt Youngman's going to have to go to a, a traffic meeting here, and we talked earlier about that's a good thing because you're planning on having traffic uh, for the show this year. Uh, where are you in the planning stage uh, for this year's show? It, it's it's kind of the normal. We're, we're into the normal cycle. I, I have to com I have to comment on on what you asked David about what's no what what's it like in an off year when we're not here. He didn't mention he had the shot there and he didn't take it to mention that I'm not. I'm not bothering him and texting him <laughs> and asking when the corn's going in and that's got to be peaceful for him. But you know, it's, it's uh, we're, we're coming into the normal year. I'm signing agreements with the food vendors, getting the volunteer groups lined up, working on traffic. You know, you're having the, the 900 piece puzzle that is the exhibit field. I'm, I'm halfway through that, you know, creating that. And, and there's been a lot of mergers and changes and, and, even some of the mergers and changes that people knew about a while ago, the Bears and the Cortevas and Monsanto and, and some of those changes, some of those changes are taking root now in moving around on the show site. So in addition to the FBI Q-Lift system, the, the exhibit field will be completely different than it's looked in the past. A lot of shuffling and changing there. So um, it's, it's a good thing because it's normal. The answer to your question is we're doing all the things that we typically do at this time of year. Uh, we're just getting a start on the show program and, you know, we, we'll, clo we'll close the book on printing the show program about July 4th. So whatever's going to happen at the show has to be in the program. So that means anything that's going to happen at the show, we have to get completely buttoned up and far enough down the path that we can write the story about it for the show program by about the 4th of July. So these are, these are about, these are real busy six weeks here coming up. Should also mention the Farm Progress Show is certainly an economic boost for either the Decatur, Illinois area or the Boone, Iowa area. So that's always important. But when you're coming off a pandemic and the the hit the economy has taken, uh, this area has to be excited to have an event like this coming in. Yeah, and you know there unfortunately there have been some some restaurants that didn't make it. I, I think all the hotels have made it. But you know we we had because of the meeting we had yesterday Tuesday night. You know, Bear had one restaurant and, and Pioneer Corteva had another restaurant and, and we ran out of restaurants that we could have meetings in here in Decatur. So, um, you know, it's a long time ago when we brought the show to Decatur, it was said to be a 10 to 13 million dollar economic impact. And that was that was 10, 15 years ago. So the economic impact here to central Illinois is big and it is it is really the pandemic pointed out you know, how big that is and what that really means in jobs and some very important things. So glad to glad to be back at it. Good to see you. We'll talk again next month, okay? Thank you very much, Mike. Matt Youngman, Farm Progress Events Manager. Coming up, we'll continue with David Bricks, host farmer, and Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. It is our Farm Progress Show preview from Decatur, Illinois, brought to you by Syngenta. Stay with us. This is AOA.
Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel. Diesel that doesn't mess around. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. As an organ donor, your story doesn't have to end. The good in you can live on. In fact, you could save up to eight lives with your gifts. Your heart could keep beating. Your kidneys could keep filtering. And your intestines could keep on digesting for others. And that's not all. You can improve the lives of 50 more people as an eye and tissue donor, restoring sight and health. And you're not just helping out the person receiving the transplant. You're touching whole families with your life-saving gift. Register in minutes. Just go to organdonor.gov. You'll be happy you did. And just maybe, someone else will be happy too. Sign up today. Go to organdonor.gov. It saves lives. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Recently on Adams on Agriculture. And we're joined now by Maria Zeba. She is the Assistant Vice President, International Affairs for the National Pork Producers Council. I want to focus on gaining more market access, more market share in Vietnam. What's the challenge? What's the issue here? Tariffs? It's partly tariffs, and 72 members of Congress sent a letter to Ambassador Thai last week, and they agree with us that tariffs are too high, and we need a level playing field, and we also need to address some non-tariff barriers. How big a market could that potentially be for U.S. pork producers? Well, Vietnam consumes more pork than Mexico and about 57 pounds of pork per year per citizen. So we can certainly see this market going from a $54 million market to something similar to to the Mexican market, which last year we exported $1.2 billion. For the information important to rural America, join us on Adams on Agriculture. Did you know that biodiesel reduces carbon emissions by 74% on average? It's the best option available today for states and cities across America looking to immediately cut carbon emissions. It's an important contribution from America's farmers to meeting the nation's carbon reduction goals right now. That's why we say biodiesel is better, cleaner, now. Learn more by visiting bettercleanernow.com Brought to you by the National Biodiesel Board in partnership with soybean farmers and their checkoff program. For more than 135 years, the editors of Progressive Farmer have provided generations of farmers and ranchers with the information they need and trust to make informed and profitable decisions. We know you need that content delivered on multiple platforms, so it's available when you want it. 
That's why we created our weekly podcast called Field Posts. Join me, Sarah Mock, each week as I interview agriculture's top thought leaders, as well as farming's most diverse team of editors at the Progressive Farmer and DTN on a wide range of subject matter. From farm policy and crop production to finances, technology, and so much more, you'll have a front row seat to learn and engage in what's happening in agriculture today. You can find the podcast listed on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or by visiting our website at dtnpf.com backslash field posts. To be the king of the road, you have to fill with the king of diesels. We're talking about Cenex Premium Diesel. It comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn. Cenex Roadmaster XL even cleans up and prevents injector fouling to keep your trucks out of the shop and on the road. And typical number two diesel? That's always an option. The wrong option. Cenex Premium Diesel. Diesel that doesn't mess around. Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. With Cenex Premium Diesel, you can count on a diesel that will keep your operation in top shape. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know on AOA. Now, back to Mike Adams. Here in Decatur, Illinois, at the Farm Progress Show show site for our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta. We're talking with Farm Progress host farmer David Bricks and Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. All right, Craig, we've talked a lot about how, other than the cold weather, I mean, things have gone pretty well uh, throughout the Illinois for getting the crop planted, especially through central Illinois. Uh, for your area now, what, when you're talking with farmers uh, looking ahead, what are your uh, concerns when it comes to weed pressures, things like that? Yeah, the concerns there, I mean, you know, from the weed pressure standpoint, it looks like uh, the, the weather's allowed some pretty timely uh, crop protection applications. So I, I don't have too many concerns there unless it just stays wet. Then we're looking at a a 2017 problem all over again where uh, you just can't get into spray and then the weeds get up and get too large to control. But my main concerns have really been, uh, you know, that some of the black cutworm moth trap counts are starting to jump up a little bit in east central Illinois and southeastern Illinois. So we should look for some early June feeding uh, to happen out in your field. So uh, farmers definitely want to keep an eye on that, especially if you've planted a, uh, a a corn with above ground only protection and it's not a uh, it doesn't have a viptera or the viptera duricate trait in it uh or or a rootworm trait that that has that stack to be able to uh to control that that type of pest but uh the other thing with the cool and and wet you know you got to think ahead the concerns of what kind of pathogens have been planted now that might show up later in terms of blights so uh we are keeping our eye on that and and watching the the projection uh with the, the cooler temperatures we had this winter i'm not too concerned about stewart's wilt the risk for that's pretty low this year uh the uh, so from a disease pressure and pest pressure standpoint and wheat standpoint uh, a lot of it's going to be determined here in the next few weeks if we get some dry time to uh to finish up uh, some nitrogen applications in these corn fields as they grow and also some post chemical applications uh, but i believe uh, the weather was good enough that a lot of the early got put on and uh, some of the guys were able to put some of the chemical on right before it started raining. We got that pre-plant down. Uh, but uh, we get a dry spell. Um, timing hopefully works out well for that. So 
I don't know what, uh, David, a question for you there on the farm show side. Do you guys have any issues getting your chemistry on for weed control there? No, it, you know, we, uh, our, our winter annuals this year seemed like overall, I guess you could contribute that to the cooler weather is, is it was almost a non-issue around the area. So, you know, it was, uh, it, you know, it, everything was terrific far as, far as, as weed pressures, and as far as ground conditions, you know, it's it was kind of weird. It, it, it's a year like we've really not seen before. Yeah, and that's great. Now, as you get uh, further north of Decatur, uh, off to the east, uh, you saw quite a bit more winter annual pressure. Uh, a lot of henbit this year. And uh, it, it was just, you know, a lot of fields that were, because we were getting in a little later, and, uh, boy, the fields were just turning purple. So uh, I, I would expect... A lot of farmers this fall looking at doing some fall burn down to try and consult, control some of those winter annuals uh, for this next year. But uh, the, in terms of uh, early wheat pressure from the drone flights we've been doing with uh, stand counts and such, I really haven't seen a lot of wheat pressure popping up. Uh, only a few fields where uh, the growers planted and maybe like no-tilled right into the existing ground and they they'd planned to come back and spray post. It just hadn't got it done before the uh, the rains, but I think they had a window here before this this rain hit. So this week, uh, hopefully they got that done. If they didn't, then those are concerns, and those weeds are going to cause problems for, say, a soybean crop and Rob's yield. But uh, right now, everything, knock on wood, looks real, real good around the state. Uh, a lot of the applications got done. I haven't heard anybody screaming that uh, they need dry weather to finish up anything. It's very limited. So I think we're in yep. pretty good shape. Yeah, for the most part, so far, so good. Uh, and a lot of it's now going to be timing, as you said, and, and how those windows uh, open up. David, I want to talk to you. Most years, because you have to plant the shorter season varieties to be ready to harvest at the end of August, 1st of September, that really puts a pressure on. So it was nice for you this year to not have that pressure uh, like you did two years ago when of such a delayed planning this year that worked out pretty good for you didn't it yeah it did and and I guess the the downfall also with with putting the when you talk about pressure on us is is COVID last year's canceled 19 you know same difference we had trouble here we was in late we so we we was cut back on our field demonstrations 18 out in Boone they had troubles you know so it's so our pressure, that pressure has been put on us now with, with cancellations or, or trouble we've had is, you know, we need this to happen. You know, this year more than anything, we need to have a full operating running show and every single thing, you know, and the Lord has blessed us with, you know, with this year as, as getting that opportunity to hopefully do that. And, uh, and that, inc- you know, includes uh, from the show site to the crops, to, 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 to our ability to, to congregate, you know, it's, it's so far it's turning out great. And, uh, and uh, we have been blessed so far and, and hopefully that will continue. For sure. Well, Craig Mackey, uh, we'll see if what things look like uh, next month when we talk, right? Hopefully things will be uh, still on a positive note and, uh, and looking good. Well, I hope so, too. I know there's a lot of farmers staring at their crops going, grow, baby, grow. <laughs> so hopefully this warm weather will help that. And a month from now, we'll be very pleased with how things turn out, Mike. So uh, happy to be here and looking forward to talking to you next month. All right. Looking forward to it. That's Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. And as we wrap it up with host farmer, 
David Bricks here at the Farm Progress Show side indicator. I was going to ask you, David, when you talk with your farmers and look around this area, and this is such a big corn and soybean area, did you notice much change in, uh, did anybody put, go more beans this year or make many switches this year? No, if, if anything, I, uh, from my observations, I witnessed a few more corn on corn than anything. I didn't, you know, see a lot, you know, a lot more bean on beans here in the area, but it was kind of, you know, most of that, other than that, it pretty well stayed on the normal rotation. All right. We'll talk to you next month, okay? All righty. Good. Farm Progress host farmer David Bricks here in Decatur, Illinois at the Farm Progress Show side. Our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta. Farm Progress Show coming up August 31st, September 1st and second. That wraps it up for today. Thanks for joining us. This is AOA. Cenex Premium Diesel comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn to optimize performance in all engines.